Hi, everybody. Welcome to Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's issue is expressing yourself in a healthy way, what the hell that is, and how to do it for yourself and the rest of the people in your life, like your kids, your spouse, your friends, everybody. With them, because, you know, it's it's hard. It's very hard. Um, it's hard, but it's so important because the adults that I see, a lot of them, most of them grew up in an environment where they were not mm-hmm. taught what to do with their feelings. And so now they're, you know, in their late, late teens, early adults, and they're struggling with feelings that we all feel. They're, they're you know, engaging in maladaptive behaviors. Trying to- you have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Born before the year 2000, chances are you grew up in a household where saying how you felt really wasn't a thing. It either got you in trouble, or like in my case, it was so far removed from being possible, you didn't even know you had a right to have a thought or a feeling. Now, I'm being general, of course, and then there are the few of you out there, like three, who grew up in a very open, loving, conscious family. We're not talking about you people. <laughs> You're amazing. Today's podcast is going to focus on those who did not. And how do we get there? So if that's how you're raised, it would make sense that it, you know, we'd turn into adults and then parents who don't always know how we're feeling, A, and B, how to express it in a healthy way. You know, healthy meaning like not projecting on somebody else or beating yourself up. I'm just now learning how to do this. Uh, I'm learning how to be more aware of how I feel and express that feeling without shitting on somebody. Example. Okay, so the other day I came home from work. (laughs) Sorry, honey, I use you as an example because you're just so good for it (laughs) all the time. I came home from work and um, what happened? Oh, yeah, I I had to work a double shift. And as I was explaining this to my husband in mid-sentence, he asked me, he he asked me a question. So what happened? Why are you working extra? So in mid-sentence, you know, I'm I'm explaining mid-sentence, he makes a comment about the cat. Oh, look at Kitty. She She's all curled up and looking cute. Okay, trigger number one. Mm-hmm. Interrupted. So I continue talking, answering his question. And then in mid-sentence, again, he interrupts me again and tells one of the kids to take a shower. Hey, Kate, take a shower. Trigger number two. I was so pissed off. So, okay. Then I started doing the work. Number one, I noticed my trigger. <laughs> pissed off, right? I noticed I'm angry. I wanted to slap him. I wanted to cry. So... I take a deep breath, I leave the room, I go into another room, and I sit with my feelings, and I cry a little, because you're supposed to let them out, right? But I didn't want to cry too much, because I had a full face of makeup on, and I had to go back to work on TV later, and I was like, don't cry too much, just a little little leak out. Anyway, then, uh, with my intention to express myself in a healthy way, I go back to him in the kitchen, after doing some breathing work, by the way. And with my intention to tell him how I felt and what I needed, I said, when you interrupt me, I feel like I don't matter and I deserve to be heard. Just like that in that tone. So this is all brand new for me. Literally, it's two weeks old. I'm not an expert. Uh, anyway, so this being aware of feelings, expressing and not projecting or stuffing is new and difficult because it's new and difficult. So it felt great in the moment to say that. It felt like I was being kind to myself and acknowledging my feelings. Not instant healing, but it did feel better than just going to my friends going, can you believe what he did? Um, and he apologized as he should. And he doesn't do this easily. 
And it wasn't heartfelt, but the words, I'm sorry, came out. I'm sorry I interrupted you, baby. But I I, I took it. It was a miracle. So the question is, how can we do this in our adult lives? And how can we model good stuff for our children, for our partners? This is a huge subject where we're going to try to water it down. Our guest today is Leslie Gillette. She's a licensed mental health counselor in private practice and teaches others how to validate themselves and then others. Leslie, welcome. Thank you for having me. So um, you're nodding your head while I'm telling you my story. Do you resonate with that? I resonate with it. And I was just going to say, I don't know that you need me here because (laughs) you just explained so well how to communicate effectively. Well, it was one time, Leslie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. So let's go back to, we had a nice warm up talk before we started recording. Um, What our number one struggle is in this department, in this subject? Oh, as it relates to modeling for kids or in relationships or both? Both. Both. Okay. Let's start with modeling for kids. Okay. Um, Typically, when we're with our children, it's very, very easy for us to get triggered ourselves. Um, and when we are dysregulated, we are not, you know, effectively coping with what we're feeling, which makes it hard to teach our kids how to effectively cope with what they're feeling. Um, and our difficulty regulating emotions could be from a variety of, of reasons. We weren't taught as kids how to, or, um, a lot of my clients struggle with self invalidation. So when they're feeling, anxious or sad or frustrated they're telling themselves i shouldn't feel this way suck it up get over it you're being a baby um and because of that they're um you know suppressing those emotions that are coming up for them um and when that happens from a parent perspective um we tend to be reactive rather than responding in a way that's um you know modeling healthy emotional emotion expression and also um you know, we're we're not responding to the to our kids in the best the best way that we can, um, and so a lot of times when I'm working with parents, um, I have to start with a lot of psychoed, a lot of psychoed on um, validation for themselves and also how to validate their kids and why to validate their children because, like you said in the intro, most of the parents that I see don't even understand the concept of validation. They think it is you know, a, a crazy approach. They, the misconception is if I validate my kid, um, it's going to make things worse. There's this belief that like, if you say, you know, oh, you're sad, I could, I could see why you're sad, or that must be really hard. They think that it's going to actually make things worse. When in reality, when we validate ourselves or our kids, it actually reduces arousal, right? So it takes us out of fight or flight. Pissed offness. Yeah, it takes us into a, a more calm place where we can communicate effectively with our children. And, and, and when we do that with our kids, it helps them communicate more effectively with us. Two, you know, angry, dysregulated, reactive people, a parent and a kid, we're not going to get very far. Well, that example actually could go to every single relationship, mm-hmm. right? So let's go back to my example. Because <laughs> um, that's a great example, whether you have a child or a partner mm-hmm. or a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that example, invalidation would look like what? So invalidation is essentially any sort of um, communication that what you're feeling or experiencing doesn't make sense, isn't right. Um 
I shouldn't be feeling this way. Right. You shouldn't be talking and that some, way. And sometimes that's directly stated. Mm-hmm. Oh, stop. You're fine. Oh, that's not that big of a deal. Mm. Stop being so dramatic. That's my favorite that I hear often and I've heard myself. Um, and so it's basically saying that what you're experiencing isn't okay. Which nobody likes that. No, it's a because horrible you're, you're feeling. feeling. You're feeling your feeling whether the other person gets it or not. Absolutely. And and when we're invalidated it in relationships and romantic relationships, it can, it can create a really big disconnect because then we feel unheard, unseen, unseen, invisible. Mm-hmm. And then that can kind of start those negative cycles that we get stuck in that you, so you, you intervened in what would have probably been a negative cycle with, with that example that you gave. Well, you, old me would have told right. him, told him, mm-hmm. projected what he was doing wrong. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be interrupting me. That's really rude of you. You asked me a question. I was answering it. You do this all the time. I can't stand you. <laughs> Which then puts him on the defense. Defensive, of course. And then, right. So I'm invalidating <clears throat> both of us. Exactly. So, so the, the, the topic is how to express yourself mm-hmm. in a healthy way. And number, you're saying, number one, validate yourself. Mm-hmm. I think you have to do it yourself first. Absolutely. And then the other person, Absolutely. if you can, because you can't validate the other person if you're not, if you're not doing it to yourself. Is that correct? Well, it, it would make it really hard mm-hmm. because you're not used to doing that. And it's a foreign concept. Um, most people that I work with come from invalidating environments, mm-hmm. which is why they struggle with emotion control. Um, and it is hard for them to validate other people because they just don't know how to. It's a foreign so, idea. So let's talk about the number one tip, how to validate. How to validate. How do we validate ourselves? So when I talk about validation, I like to talk about the misunderstanding of what validation means because a lot of people think validation means that you're agreeing with someone and that's not what it means. Validation means that you could understand why someone would feel the way that they feel. It's not saying you agree with them, right? So it's saying... um, you know, there's there's levels of validation. Like a basic level of validation can just be looking at the person and nodding your head, right? Because you're showing, I'm listening. You're not even saying anything. That's just basic validation. You're present with the other person. If we go deeper, you know, you might reflect back what the other person said, right? So you're saying, oh, it sounds like you're saying you're really upset about X, Y, Z. So... Even though you shouldn't be, right? Don't, don't even judge. if you, right? Even if you don't agree with it, it doesn't matter. That's their experience, mm-hmm. and and in relationships, if we're wanting to maintain relationships and and um, you know have a close connection, that's a huge part of doing that is being validating towards your friends, your partner, whoever it might be. So it could be like that basic nod and eye contact. It could be reflecting back even deeper. If it's someone that you're really close to, you might even connect it back to past experiences. Like, oh, I could see why um, that fight with your partner really upset you based on your experience with so-and-so in your life, right? So that's like a very deep level validation. That's showing the other person that you know them, you hear them, you get it. It makes sense, which makes us feel heard, understood, connected. I personally am unable to validate the other person mm-hmm. successfully until I do myself. Yeah. So my example, by leaving the room, having my feeling, mm-hmm. that was me validating mm-hmm. myself. I felt shitty. Yep. I felt unheard. I didn't need to go back into my childhood. I know why. Right. So, and then I, when I came out and I said how I felt and what I needed, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until the next day <laughs> that I said, uh, or later that night, I said, why did you interrupt me? Uh, telling 
Katie to get mm-hmm. in the shower. Like, what? what's up with that? Were you anxious or what? And he's like, yeah, I just, you know, if I, he doesn't, he doesn't do it. Cause I, he was getting uh, anxious. I guess that's the only word I can think of. So I wanted to understand it. He, he right. didn't need to defend it. I just, so that was a form of validation. Correct? Yeah. Well, yeah. And you were asking because you were also regulated and had self-validated your own experience. You were asking in a very curious way and a less judgmental right. way. You were just curious about why he was doing what he was doing, which helped you probably maybe be able to validate him too. Even though I don't agree, sure. I think interrupting is really a, not a nice thing to do, but I get it. But <laughs> right. I get it. Okay, so right. <clears throat> validate yourself mm-hmm. and others. And just to, I'm going over what you just yeah. said, validation for those of you listening, if it's a new word, although I think it's pretty common now, I don't know if a lot of people understand it, is I see, I see you. I see mm-hmm. that you're upset. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I may not even think you should be upset, but and I may be judging you, but I understand. I see that you're upset. Mm-hmm. Nod, listen. Mm-hmm. I get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And validating yourself. We're kind of going backwards here. Yep. Again, I, I do. I got to do me first. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? How do you validate yourself, Leslie? The same way that you would validate someone else. So that inner self-talk, being able to say, "I get why you're feeling that way. It makes sense that you're sad." Of course, you're anxious about this, right? So even doing for the podcast, for, for prepping for the podcast, I had some anxiety and, mm-hmm. and you know, instead of responding to myself by saying, oh my God, you're being so dramatic. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, I was like, well, of course you're a little anxious. It's, well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that when we do that for ourselves, like when we can not only validate, but label our feelings and then validate it provides that sense of regulation. It actually makes our feelings decrease in intensity. If we're responding to ourselves by saying, you shouldn't feel that way. It's not that big of a deal. Well, you're, you're being dramatic. It's fine. It actually can make us more anxious. Yes. (laughs) Because the feeling is there. It's like this microphone in front of you is physically there. We can, we can say, Oh, it's not there, but it looks to me like it's there. So ignoring it just makes you, I guess, feel worse about yourself makes you feel worse and it can also look i think there's like a healthy degree of distraction at times Mm -hmm. there's a big difference between distraction and avoidance right Um. so if you're like if i'm upset at something you know that's going on in my life personally i kind of have to put that somewhere when i go to work i can't be an emotional wreck at work but i do have to make sure that i go back to that thing when i'm done with work and address it or else it's gonna come out in another way that's the thing so the emotions are there and if we suppress them they're gonna come out in a passive aggressive way they're Mm -hmm. gonna come out in a maladaptive way so you know self-harm eating disorders, substance abuse, mm, underneath that mm -hmm. are emotions. People are using those behaviors to cope with feelings that they are usually not comfortable feeling. To avoid feelings. Yeah. To avoid validation. Yep. To avoid all of Mm. that. So we have to come back to it at some point. You know, even if we have to distract temporarily, it's really important to come back to that and problem solve or even you know, self-soothe with validation with our with our own self. Sometimes validation in your line of work is, I would imagine, also just listening to your clients. Mm-hmm. I do it all day long. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To just share with somebody what's going on. That yeah. can also be self-validation. Well, it's holding space, right? Like, right. It's, this is Sacred. a safe space for right. you to share with me whatever is going on and, you know, in a, a non-judgmental safe space. Right. That's validating. Super. Okay, so after we're done validating ourselves and others, what would be step two to express ourselves in a healthy way? 
Well, so this is not like a um, a straightforward format, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, when I work with I work with couples sometimes, but oftentimes I work with one part of a couple. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing one partner. Um, and when we're talking about being more effective with communication, I kind of set a ground rule and say, you know, you have to focus on you. You cannot control your partner. hundred percent. You cannot change your partner. Um, because someone will come to me and, and, and the focus will be about their partner. Well, he's this and he's that. And, um, and, and I'll have to say, well, what, what's coming up for you? What is your trigger? What are you thinking? What are your thoughts? How are you responding? Right. And so part of the work after you validate yourself is being able to own and acknowledge what you're feeling and what you need and convey it in a way that is not critical or accusatory. Such as I, like I, my example, yep, I came exactly. out and said, I, I feel, feel. Mm-hmm. and I need, mm-hmm. I used to say you, you. Yep. <laughs> that doesn't go, no. nobody likes to hear criticism, even though I'm right. Um, said the <laughs> ego, um, but yeah, focus on you. And yep. so I statements, yep. I statements, I feel unheard mm-hmm. and I need, I, I need you to validate you. me. I need, I, I, I don't want you to fix it. I need you to just validate me. Right. And it's important you say that because so many men, you guys, I feel bad for you guys. They don't know. I, I'm a recovering fixer too, so I guess I'm yeah. half a man. But, you know, I, men feel like, okay, well, what do mm-hmm. I need to do? What did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. And what do I need to do to fix it? So, yep. wh- what do you do? What do you, how do you coach clients who say, get to that number two level mm-hmm. and say, I feel and I need, mm-hmm. and they don't get the response, maybe that they're looking for. The other person feels attacked or they get defensive mm-hmm. or they start judging. What do you do then? So, like I said, you can't control your partner. Right. All you can do is try and communicate as effectively as you can with the realization that like we might not always get our needs met. That might mm-hmm. not happen. Um, and if that doesn't happen, it's our responsibility to self-soothe on our own and we can come back to the conversation and say, listen, you know, one of the sentence stems that I like is sort of kind of um, explaining to the other person why you would want them to do what you're asking them to do, right? Mm-hmm. So you're saying, I really need you to validate me because when you validate me, it makes me feel closer to you. And when I feel closer mm. to you, right. I want to have more I, sex. I was going to say, I want to rip off my clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most men get that. Ding, 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 right, ding. so you're kind of putting in, you know, in the conversation, you're putting in a reinforcer. This is why I would want you to do that, That's right? Good. That mm-hmm. plays to their desires too. Um yeah, that's I, I'm not there yet. Yeah. And that, but that's a really, really beautiful, mm-hmm. um, deep well tip explaining why you have this need. And really, you're kind of it sounds like you're kind of explaining it to yourself. Mm-hmm. And somebody's listening as mm-hmm. well. Hmm. Yeah, it's a reinforcer. You're saying like, if you do this, it makes me, like I said, feel closer to you. It makes me feel heard. And when I feel heard, I want to be around you more. I want to spend more time with you. Mm-hmm. And so then it's, you know, it's, when I've done it with my husband, because I have, it's like a light bulb. Oh, okay. Well, then I get why you want me to validate because right. you want to feel closer to me. Right. And that's what you need. And it reinforces it to you too, <clears throat> that you're not just, you're not judging yourself mm-hmm. as this needy, you know, crazy person. Absolutely. You're, you're a human being with, with needs. needs. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's number two. Yeah. Great. Uh, just to reiterate, validate yourself, validate. validate others. Number two, focus on you. I statements, I feel I need. Um, 
Hmm. Those are, that's, I feel like that's the formula. It really is. And I think that the caveat here is that we're going to get in that negative cycle. It's going Great. to happen. Okay. Right? Perfect. So <laughs> give me an example of what to do. Okay, I'll give an example. Yeah. Like I shared with Leslie already. So, again, husband example. <laughs> well, it's just I, so relevant. It's relationships. It is, it is relevant. And, I, and, I, and, I, and it's really, this one is about me because I yeah. kind of effed up. Um, so this morning, whatever, he had a pain in his leg. I was telling Leslie this already. And he asked me to massage him, which I did. And <clears throat> I felt like it was very mm, controlling, directorial, you know, this way, this way, this way. But he was really just kind of telling me what to do. Which part of me really hates. I got to look at that. <laughs> I really hate being told what to do. Like, it triggers me. I don't know why. It goes back to childhood. We'll look at that later. Yep. And this isn't about totally about <laughs> me. But anyway, so I was already triggered. And then um, he's in pain. Like he's just asking for help. There was really nothing wrong with that. Then he asked me <laughs> to get some ice. We could, could, can you get the ice pack? And I just, I just, I guess I was getting resentful and I, and I turned into a little girl. I go, do I have to do everything? Literally, that's how I said it. Do I have to do everything? Like a seven year old would say. And he's like, forget it. I'll get it myself. And I was like, oh, wow. That, you know, geez, I really messed up. Um, and I didn't apologize, which I was telling Leslie, which is very unusual. Um, cause I always own everything and I'm, I'm just not ready yet. Anyway, so that's a great example mm-hmm. of, Everything, I don't want to say everything, I did everything wrong, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't validate myself, I didn't validate him, and I didn't express myself in a healthy way. So what do we do then when we mess up? Repair. Okay. Repair. Repair. Repair three. work. I mean, we all have our own vulnerability factors, right? We're tired, we're stressed, we're upset about something else, our emotions are really intense that day for some reason, and we're not always going to be effective. We're going to communicate ineffectively at times, and... Part of it is the repair for the relationship, right? So like acknowledging, hey, I'm really sorry that I responded that way. Um, that can sometimes be enough. It depends on the situation. Um, but the other part of that is making sure that you're not beating yourself up because I have a lot of clients who will have these moments where they, you know, communicate ineffectively for whatever reason. Um, and they can repair, but then they're left with this lingering guilt and shame. Forgive and, yourself. Yes. Mm. Um, and I would also say that like relationships are transactions. And so sometimes I'll, I'll, someone will bring in, a conflict with a partner and we'll really peel it apart to kind of see how we got to this point where you're feeling this way, right? So maybe in that example, your needs weren't being met that week or you were... Because I wasn't expressing them. Right, exactly. Mm. And so we'll look at, okay, so if we know this, we know that this can get you to this. Right. So then we have to do something about that as well. So we have to kind of pay attention to what is contributing to us getting to that point where we're and effectively communicating. And it might be as simple as you're tired, you're hungry, but it could be you know, something me, else. I'm not expressing myself. Right. Uh, you know, I'm you using a lot of words. In, Correct. And then it just comes out in a ineffective way. Correct. Yep. So number three, best caveat tip, repair, repair. work, apologize. Yep. Well, I like to call it ownership. Take sure. ownership. Accountability. I mean, accountability. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And forgiving yourself. How mm-hmm. do you forgive yourself? You're human. We all fuck up. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I mean, just the basic humanness. Is that, it a, is it a feeling? Is self forgiveness a bing? I forgive myself, or does or is it more of a self validating, and then that release comes off your shoulders? I think it's more of a process. I, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of it, I think, is also recognizing that you're shaming yourself and beating yourself up. Some people are so used to beating themselves up yeah. and and saying, you know, 
horrible things to themselves. They don't even oftentimes realize that they're self-invalidating. So recognizing that you're doing that and sort of being compassionate, self-compassionate. And the basis of self-compassion is that we're all humans. We're all imperfect. We all make mistakes. And as long as you are owning and apologizing and repairing, that's the best you can do. That's beautiful. So when we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, how to model this for yes. our kids and our, our partners. So do you, we talked about this too, before we started recording, mm-hmm. the intention, correct me if I'm wrong, always has to be to heal ourselves, mm-hmm. correct? My old intention used to be to fix the other person, yep. control, control <laughs> uh-huh. the outer. It's so I you, feel it's not me. Right. Yeah. That's how I grew up. Yeah. I grew up in a chaotic home. Mm-hmm. So if I fix the outer, then maybe, you know, I'll feel better. Well, mm-hmm. now I'm a grown woman and mm-hmm. that doesn't work. That's an mm-hmm. old coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about the, um, while we can model this behavior, mm-hmm. um, and miracles can happen, mm-hmm. we can change the energy in a relationship. Mm-hmm. It has to be about us. Absolutely. Uh, that's why I said earlier, you know, when I start with one part of a couple, I explain that relationships are transactional. So if you change your way of relating to yourself and relating to your partner, the whole system can change. The whole system can change. So if you start to be more self-validating towards yourself, more effective at communicating what you need and how you feel in a way that you know doesn't set your partner up to be defensive, it can change the whole entire system. The whole entire relation- relationship can change. Have you seen that with your clients? I have. I have. I've seen it with myself. I've seen it with my clients. Yeah. Can you give an example of the change? Sure. Um, so I'll give a, a, a example of my husband and myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, through my own work, have recognized that I get very easily um, defensive and I perceive cr- criticism like everything is critical. Um, and I, you know, whenever I, I feel that feeling, I... I communicate with him in a way that puts him on the defense too. Um, and for a long time, I was very focused on, well, he's doing this and he's doing that. And, and sure, there were things happening in the communication pattern that led me to feel that way that we could work on. But the problem was that I wasn't communicating it in a way where he was even open to listening to me. Because I was what, saying, what you, said, oh, you're doing yeah. this and you're doing attacking. that. And yeah, I was attacking. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, right now in this moment, I'm feeling this way. Mm. And this is why I feel that way. You were skipping step two. Yeah, I was skipping. Uh, I mean, I was just, I wasn't even being thoughtful, to be honest. Um, and so I have learned and I have seen that by me being more owning of my experience, not mm-hmm. blaming him for my, my feelings, because those are my feelings, I'm owning, you know, what I feel and communicating what I need. And he is more open to that mm-hmm. and, and less defensive and less shut down. And it's made a huge difference. And he hasn't done anything different. It's been me. I've been the one that's yeah. changing the way that I relate and communicate. And, and it's, it works. That's a miracle. Yeah. Miracle uh, shift mm-hmm. in relationships. Mm-hmm. And so before we wrap up, I want you to give a great example, too, of um, um, of doing this with your kids. You know, My we favorite. as parents and you, she, Leslie has young children. <clears throat> I have I, they're still children, young adults. Um, but how can you give me an example of how you're doing <sighs> this formula? I know with them because, you know, it's it's hard. It's very hard. Um, it's hard, but it's so important because the adults that I see 
a lot of them, most of them grew up in an environment where they were not mm-hmm. taught what to do with their feelings. And so now they're, you know, in their late, late teens, early adults, and they're struggling with feelings that we mm-hmm. all feel they're, they're, you know, engaging in maladaptive behaviors to try and cope. And, uh, you know, the part of its biology, I will mm-hmm. say that, like, biological meaning like you know drugs alcohol yeah, or drugs alcohol numbing numbing agents in some way um and you know some of that's bio- biological in the sense that you know one one kid can grow up in a house where they're being told like you're fine get over it and mm-hmm. if they're a little bit more flexible and go with the flow it might not have that big of an impact but if you put a sensitive kid in that type of an environment where they feel things really deeply and they're reactive and the response that they're getting from their environment is your baby stop crying those two things combined can be a really big a really big problem um you grow up to not like yourself i think yeah your self-esteem is impacted Mm -hmm. um you don't know how to have a healthy experience with your emotions so um so yeah, it's it's a little bit harder as a parent because I think it requires us to to be regulated, mm-hmm. which is not always the case. Especially like I have a four year old and a one and a half year old, and I am not perfect at this. But I what I do try and do is starting with myself, right? So if I notice that I'm getting in that space where Ticked off. yeah, my heart rate's increasing, mm-hmm. I'm having thoughts of like, oh my god, this is driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. I have to take a pause take some deep breaths, try and calm myself down. And then I can approach my, usually my four-year-old who's throwing things or screaming Mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. And what I try and do is, um, first I try and help her calm down. I cannot teach, we can't teach our kids what to do with their feelings when they're in that state. They're in an aroused state. They're they're not going to be able to comprehend what we're saying. So first I try and do something like, Okay, Madison, come over here. Let's try and take some deep breaths. And, you know, do you want to go in your room for a little bit? Or how can we, how can mm-hmm. we try and calm down? <clears throat> it's not always perfect. Is she able to answer that question? Um, sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. She's pretty, she's, she's pretty smart. And okay. she, I've tried this language with her for okay. a long time. Um, <clears throat> and I have shown her, um, you know, if you're mad, you can throw a pillow mm-hmm. or um, breathing has been our thing. And she will do it if I if I like get really close to her. Mm-hmm. If I'm regulated, right? I have to be regulated, calm, mm-hmm. because I can. If I'm regulated myself, she it's it's there's a word for it counter regulation. Mm-hmm. Like it, it helps her, right? You know, so I help her calm down, and then maybe we'll talk about like this morning she was throwing coloring books and pencils and just. It was chaotic, and she said she was mad, and I said, okay, it's okay to feel mad. We all get mad sometimes, but we can't throw things like that. She was, like, ripping up her toys and just making a mess, Um, and so I'll help her. As opposed to, I'm sorry, as opposed to invalidating her and saying, you know what, I don't care how mad you are, put this crap away right now, or I'm going to throw it down the chute. Which I have done, Mm -hmm. because we're not perfect, (laughs) and let me just be a human and say that, but I try my best to help her identify what she's feeling and mm-hmm. then help her figure out what to do with that. Right. So, um, which takes time, so much time, right? Time. As parents, it's like, sometimes just let me just scold you or mm-hmm. tell you how you did it wrong mm-hmm. and fix it. Yeah. Because we're tired and mm-hmm. 
we're dysregulated, oftentimes mm-hmm. they're triggering something in us, mm-hmm. you know, in those moments, or maybe we weren't allowed to feel as kids. Right. So now our kids are having these big feelings. And because of the way we were taught, we're, we're quick to jump into that invalidation. Stop. You're fine. Clean it up. Right. Which is right. we gotta go. not help. Right, right. Which is not helpful. So it's helping them label and then helping them figure out what to do with that in a healthy way and letting them know that it's okay to feel angry, but you know, we can't hit people, which we went through a little hitting phase. So <laughs> you can be mad, but you can't hit me. So setting boundaries. And so these two examples are really great because I, I want everybody to listen and, and, and feel the difference between uh, raising a human um, and being in a romantic relationship. Like uh, raising a human, you're helping her mm-hmm. regulate, calm down. You're mm-hmm. helping yourself do that. You're validating. But you you wouldn't want to do that. In a grown relationship, you're not you're not there to fix no, anybody. It's not our responsibility, right. and it's probably not going to be perceived or right. taken very well. So we we can regulate ourselves in the same mm-hmm. way that we do. You know, like I try and calm myself down when I'm you know in a situation with my partner and I feel reactive. I try and do the same thing I do when my child pushes my buttons, which right. is take a few deep breaths, calm down. What am I thinking? What do I need? Sometimes I have to take a step away and come back. Um, which is totally healthy and appropriate if you're needing to just bring that intensity down mm-hmm. so that you can think logically and have a you know an effective conversation with your partner. Beautiful. So let's go over uh, to, in conclusion. Oh my gosh, it's eleven eleven or one eleven. Do you believe in numbers? <laughs> I know. I'm like, <laughs> do you? <laughs> I mean, it comes up all the time. I'm like, I know something great's going to happen. Oh, should uh, happen. I should believe that then. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Leslie's formula for expressing yourself in a healthy way. Number one, validate yourself uh, and your other and your other person, whatever, but yourself first. You know, I feel this way. This is what I'm feeling. Of course, I feel this way. Like, don't stuff. Uh, Validating the other person doesn't necessarily mean you agree with their behavior, what they're doing. It has nothing to do with agreement, actually. It just means I see you're upset. Uh, Wow, you're you're very upset without judgment. Mm -hmm. Number two, focus on you. I statements. I feel. I need. Uh, Leslie reminds us we may not get our needs met in the moment or with them at all, mm-hmm. and, and and that remains to be seen. But this is why I need this. That's a great tip. Explain why that you need, have this need. It makes me feel, for example, she said closer to you, which makes me want to rip off my clothes or whatever, you know. But express <laughs> why why you have that need. And number three, third tip to express yourself in a healthy way. Um, Go ahead and do repair work because it's going to happen, which means taking accountability, apologizing or taking ownership. I, I, you know, acted like a seven-year-old girl when I said, do I have to do everything? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You could even investigate that. Like, Mm -hmm. why did I feel that way? Hmm. I think I probably haven't been nurturing Mm -hmm. myself much this week and resenting it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, but putting it on the other person. But forgive yourself, which she says is a process. And don't shame yourself. So, Validate number one, focus on you number two, and do the repair work number three. Good stuff. If you want to get a hold of Leslie Gillette, you can find her at Mimo Psychotherapy Group. That's M-I-M-O. Their website is MimoPsychotherapy.com. That's in Miami. You can also call her for, I love this part, a free consultation uh, at 305-676-2323. I know you don't have a pen, but I'm just going to tell you anyway. Maybe you guys sit there with a pen. That would be really weird. Uh, 676-2323. Mimo Psychotherapy Group. And you help all ages, correct? Mostly adults. Okay. Uh, there are uh, clinicians in the practice that see kids and adolescents. I mostly see adults. 
Awesome, Leslie. Yeah. Thank you so much. With And good luck to everybody expressing yourself in a healthy way. <laughs> Hit it, Madonna. Express yourself. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> a reminder to everybody, submit your questions on adviceforlifewithlynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out, maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think, so tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.